0: Today, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 1, Episode 14, titled The Fortune Teller. I really like this episode. It is very, very good. It's kind of like King of Omashu in the sense that, on its own merits, it has no reason to exist. Substantively speaking, it adds nothing to the show. Nothing to the larger narrative. Nothing to the larger character arcs. But it's also done so well that you kinda end up not caring. It's just a fun half hour of television that completes its own little standalone story to a really impressive degree. Like, it's a nice little... Let me put it this way, after the past two episodes being so insanely heavy, it's nice to have this little diversion, it's nice to have this little departure into something light-hearted and fun, just unabashedly fun in a way we haven't talked about with this show in a couple days. I love, first off, the opening sequence of Sokka trying to catch a fish, Aang making a necklace for Katara, Katara being completely oblivious to Aang very obviously being in love with her. (laughs) She compares Aang to Momo, and then you have the whole platypus bear attack, with that guy who's like, oh, everything will be fine, Aunt Wu told me I would have a safe journey. <laughs> and Sokka just completely blows up at him. It's great. It's awesome. And it kicks off so many really, really entertaining arcs. Uh, you have Angs attempts to woo Katara, with Aunt Wu's predictions arming him. Like, Aunt Wu gives him that BS prediction, after the obvious Susan's Comet one, of, trust your heart, and you will be with the one you love. And then Aang just goes out and does everything he can to try and get Katara to romantically pay attention to him. It all fails miserably, Tries to get advice from Sokka. Sokka gives the worst advice imaginable. Like, it's just so awkward. Meanwhile, Mang is just stalking her. This chick Mang is just stalking him every second. Like, it's so delightfully awkward. And it's kind of a nice reminder that. These are kids. (laughs) Like, as real and huge and life-altering as the stuff they deal with in this show is. You gotta take a step back every once in a while and remember, these are kids we're talking about here. And this episode kind of does an amazing job of doing that. And I also really, really love... as. Annoyed as I am every time Mang comes on screen. I really, really love. The conversation Aang and Mang have in Aunt Wu's. Little prediction place thing. Where Aang just basically confirms like, yeah, this is never going to happen. Like, it's a very mature, very subdued. Very sweet conversation. It's really, really effective. I like it a lot. And then you have uh, Katara's side of things, where she just becomes absolutely obsessed with Aunt Wu and spends, like, every five seconds going into Aunt Wu's and being like, hey, can you... Can you predict this entirely mundane thing for me? (laughs) She starts out with the basic, uh, what does my love line look like? Oh, you'll be, uh, you'll fall in love with a very powerful bender. And then she goes back in and, like, basically has her entire life predicted for her. It's like, and then you'll have your third grandchild, (laughs) third great-grandchild, before quietly passing away in your sleep. <laughs> Aunt Wu just looks so defeated. How warmly should I dress tomorrow? Should I eat mango or papaya for breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> oh, it's so great. I, and I love how just defeated by Katara Aunt Wu is by the end. Like, Bitch! Shut up! I've told you everything there is to know about your life! There's nothing left to predict. Leave! <laughs> At one point, Katara's just standing outside Aunt Wu's building, just annoyed, being like, I can't believe she won't let me in! And after all the business I've given her! But she doesn't charge. I know, but still... <laughs> and then, meanwhile, Sokka is just going around trying to poop on everyone's parade. Trying to rain on everyone's parade. I mix my metaphors there. Just being annoyed that everyone's so reliant on the fortune teller. He lays into that one guy who wore red shoes every day after Aunt Wu predicted he'd be wearing red shoes when... He met his true love. <laughs> There's the one guy who Aunt Wu apparently told never to take a bath ever. Weird. He gets incredibly annoyed with the cloud reading thing. And then you have this third act, which centers around this volcano that's about to erupt even though Aunt Wu said the volcano wouldn't erupt. And you have this really, really fun subplot of everyone trying to convince the village, hey, Aunt Wu was wrong. We have to prepare for this devastating volcanic eruption that's going to happen very soon. And I love what Aang and Katara end up doing of bending the air and water in the clouds to shape it into the volcanic doom symbol. And then you have that earth-bending, trench-digging moment of the entire village coming together to save their town from the volcano. And the volcanic eruption itself, it looks stunning. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, the visuals on there, I know I've done this point to death, because literally every single frame in Avatar is a gorgeous work of art, but that freaking volcanic eruption just looks extraordinary, and like Aang, I, I love Aang just airbending on the lava to keep it from overflowing that trench, because it's way too much, and they way underestimated how much lava there would be. And then after the village is safe, you have that exchange of dialogue from Sokka and Katara of, Man, sometimes I forget how powerful of a bender Aang is. Wait, what? Nothing, just that Aang is a powerful bender. And this moment of realization on Katara's face, like, Oh! Oh! Oh wow that alright That's gonna happen Okay <laughs> Sure Why not? I'll allow it I guess Oh but this this was just a really fun episode. Like again no real reason for it to exist you can cut it out and not a lot is lost. Just like King of Omashu, even though that did introduce Bumi, who will become a more important character down the line, let's be honest, that episode on its own doesn't do a lot, (laughs) and the fortune teller is the same way, like, you can cut this out, not a lot is lost plot-wise, not a lot is lost character-wise, but it's just so well done that you don't care, you don't care if it's disposable, you don't care... If there's not a whole lot of significance to it. Because it's just real good. Unlike, say, The Great Divide... It's an episode that knows exactly what it is. And leans into it. And it's great. But, we will be talking about episodes that are more plot and character significant over the next few episodes, so yay, back to less disposable stuff later on. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in, as well, it's as simple as just a push of a button, On the Anchor app, I will play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there, or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 1, Episode 15. Talk to you then.